You're young, you want to get started, but you just don't know how to get the first wheel to turn. Now, in this episode, I'm going to share with you some practical advice, some practical steps, and that in turn might motivate you and prompt you to start making that move towards growth, towards taking advantage of the time that we have right now, and we should be super grateful. Hey guys, my name is Ravi Sharma and welcome back to Personal Finance with Ravi Sharma. If you're listening to this in the podcast audio format, then definitely leave a review. But if you are watching this, uh, I drop these episodes well before I actually drop the audio on the podcast. So if you're new here onto the channel, then definitely consider subscribing on YouTube. I have over 100 videos now across real estate, financial freedom and cryptocurrency. Now in today's episode, what I'm really talking about here is practical advice for those who may not have started yet or are lacking a bit of that motivation to take the next step. Now, I talk on the channel, I'm like, oh yeah, you know, if you want to retire, just buy five properties, six properties, invest in Bitcoin, invest in that and do this and do that. But sometimes it's hard for us to feel like that's relatable to us because we feel we're not there yet. We're not there to the point where we can start investing. Uh, I've lately had a lot of emails come through and DMs on Instagram where people are like, I'm 16 or I'm 19, Ravi, I want to get started. I just don't have enough cash right now. What do I do? How do I set myself up? Because with real estate, you need a large capital to get started. So normally people jump into building their portfolio through ETFs, then they go across and maybe they'll get into some crypto, then eventually they get to real estate. At the end of the day, I think these five practical steps is what I still use to this day in order to be sharp, in order to maintain success and try and exceed the better version of myself from yesterday. So I want to share that with you guys and uh, I hope you listen all the way through because I think there are some nuggets of gold here that, you know, look, I don't really see enough people talking about, at least here in Australia. So if you are interested, keep watching. So the first practical advice or prompt I have for you is to ask yourself why. And, you know, when I say that, people sort of scratch their head and they might be looking around right now while you're listening to me and you go, I don't know what you're talking about. What I mean by asking yourself why is when I do my strategy sessions and I say, hey, you know, why do you want to, you know, have all this money? Why do you want to have property? Why do you want to have these assets? And people usually go, financial freedom. So I can do what I want when I want. And that's fantastic, right? And, and I think that should be the goal for everyone to be accountable and to be able to take control of their future. But what you will realize over time, and I've learned this from other successful people, other people that I've leveraged their learning from books, investing podcasts and things like that. It's that one thing of making money so that you can take ownership of your life is actually not good enough. And it doesn't maintain well in terms of giving you the motivation to keep going, Because when you have something like money as the main driver for why you're doing something, you often will find that when you get to that point, you just want more and you just get to a point where you go, I want more than this and you keep going. And so what you find yourself in is a a bit of a cycle where instead of going, I want to escape the rat race, hit my numbers and leave, you pretty much enter a new rat race within yourself to keep wanting to get more and more and more money. And so I see this with other people around me, other buyers agents, other people that are working and they have really, really good work ethic, right? Really good work ethic. But I don't know where their motivations lie. Now, when I have conversations with people that I get to have conversations with, you really find that you pinpoint it down to the fact that they just want to be more rich, they want to have more money. And I get it, you know, you can either be rich or you can be poor and you probably have the same problems, but you'll have a lot more options by being rich. That's not the point I'm trying to make here. I'm trying to make the point that if you figure out 
what your why is, the whole process changes. It's a shift. It's a mental shift and it becomes more fulfilling. And when it becomes more fulfilling, you're happier as a person. And this is where I go back to that episode I made earlier uh, a couple of weeks ago where I talk about does money buy you happiness? And if you haven't checked it out, go check that out now. But I talk about this cycle where passion really drives into that money concept, right? And when you're financially happy, right? You figure out spiritually and emotionally, you upgrade. You upgrade in life and those parts of your life also start working well. So when I'm going, okay, do you want a life like this with freedom? Awesome. But at what point is it about happiness? Is it about why I'm doing this? And it needs to be greater than just having a few extra zeros in the bank account or having a few extra houses because I don't think that is sustainable. And I've realized that for myself where I was doing certain things that you know were going to give me more choice right, by having more money. But that didn't in turn mean it was sustainable. At some point, the money didn't mean as much and I had to leave because I thought, well, this isn't really making me happy. It doesn't give me fulfillment. In something like this, now I get to bring videos out for you guys and you know, create podcast episodes and whatnot. And for me, it's so much more fulfilling because I get to get the emails from you guys saying, hey, look, Ravi, I was able to do this and this. Or I did your online course, I was able to do this and this. I had the strategy session and we were able to do this and this. And that is what drives me to keep going and you know, keep producing so much content on uh, YouTube and you know, for the podcast. So leading on from there is point number two is self-awareness. This is something that I learned from Gary V, right? You know, if you live under a rock, you probably don't know who this is, but Gary Vaynerchuk really brought this home for me. He's talked about it time and time again. Now, to give you some context, I've probably been listening to him for about six years now, right? So, he wasn't as big six years ago as he is now. He's like all over our social media feeds and whatnot, and he's just been killing the game. But why is that? It's because his whole point was about being self-aware and figuring out what is it that really makes you happy and in turn, the whole, the whole system works. Now, he can do whatever he likes and people say, well, he brings out so much content on social media. He can only do that because, well, he's got a social media team. That's not true because in the beginning, when he had to put out all that content, he didn't have a team. So, when it comes to self-awareness, it's like you thinking about what you want to do for the next 40 years but you need to figure that out at 25, that's ridiculous. Like you come out of school, you go to high school, you then go to uh, you know, uni for some and then you start working a job and you find yourself in a career without actually having figured out what you want and what you don't want. And so you're in this career that somehow you've signed up for without knowing it for the next 40 years and you have no choice, right? And this isn't me saying it. This is society. These are the people around you, the 99% of people and what they're doing, which is basically I need to get into a job. By the time I'm 25, I need to be building up the corporate ladder because by the time I'm 30, by the time I'm 35, I need to be like partner or director at some firm that sounds really cool so I can update my LinkedIn profiles. Now, I know I'm generalizing here. However, this point is so true for so many people. Now, if you've got point one, which is I don't really know why, I just make a lot more money. You then find yourself doing a job you don't actually really like because, hey, you know what? I get to dress up for work. In times of lockdowns, you probably don't. You get to work from home, but you get to have the social stigma of it. Like, you know, hey, look, this is my title. This is what I have on LinkedIn and whatnot. But then it goes beyond that. It's going, how are you expected to figure out what your career path is at the age of 25 and you have to submit to it for 40 years without you knowing yourself really well. 
you don't, right? It's like the equivalent of going out there and saying, look, I've never eaten out at any restaurant before ever in my life. And someone goes to you, look, pick a restaurant, pick a cuisine down on this street and that's the cuisine we're going to eat. And you go, okay, well, I'll take my chance. Um, okay, well, let's have uh, Mexican food. Okay, great. Now, you choose Mexican food, we're going to have the entree there. When we have the entree there, we're going to have a second entree and then we have the mains and we have dessert. Truth is, when you choose that first place for the first entree, you have to stick to it. You don't test anything else out and you go, no, no problems. Now, you are eating the entree and now there's curiosity in your mind going, I wonder how the Chinese place across the street feels or tastes like. What about the Malaysian place? What about the Indian place, right? And so your mind starts going there, but because you signed up for this, you think, well, I can't now get up and start entrees there and wait for someone to give me a table. You just go, well, look, I'm going to stick to this and I'm going to continue having my complete meal, whether I'm satisfied or not, here. And that's how pretty much people are coming out of school. And I know this because I went to uni I studied with people who went on to do honors and masters and I was saying, I don't think that's the best idea. But they struggled to get a job after that because they you know, figured out that it wasn't just them that was unique to this whole, I've got a master's, I've got an honors, I've got a bachelor's degree. That gets given out to like most people now. It's like hard not to get it, right? And so when you've got so much supply, then obviously people are going, well, where's the wage growth? If you've got so much supply of talent coming through the system, why would you need to increase wages for people? They just need a job. So the demand is not there enough for the supply. If you figure out that you don't like Mexican food, in this case, you find out that you don't like a particular thing to do, in your time of testing and trying different things, you're gonna find, hey, I'm, I really dig Thai food, right? In fact, I may like the flavors so much, I wanna do something with this, which means I could probably go and start my own restaurant or I go and really wanna figure out how I can become a chef just specializing in Thai food. Now, obviously, that's just you know an example. But what we're saying here is at 25, or 30 or 35, you're still young, right? As you go through that process, you get more responsibilities, whether you move out from home, there's increased costs, you have a family, you have kids, things like that. That just weighs you down in the sense of you trying to take those risks when you think you can or can't. So this is something I think about is, I was very fortunate that I took those chances. I took the risk around going and trying different things. You know, I was DJing, suddenly became, you know, quite good at it and then went out and eventually was DJing, you know, across across the world and it was amazing. But it didn't feel fulfilling, right? Then, you know, looking at wedding productions, so doing videography, doing photography and that worked out really well as well. I was promoting at nightclubs, running nightclub events, but I was testing these things while at the same time I had gone and done, you know, uh, a graduate program at a really big firm, an FMCG company, then went from there to go, well, I want to try conveyancing. So I did conveyancing, did, you know, did whatever I needed to get my license and whatnot. And so when I was tasting all these different things, I was realizing for myself, what did I enjoy? What did I not enjoy? When I was waking up on Monday morning, was I geared to go into work? Was I happy about that? Or was I going, cool, just another week. I've got to do this so that I can go and build my machine. Now, most people should do that because they find that they're too you know, far in this process where they can take that chance and they go, okay, well, you know, I've got kids, I've got family, I've got a debt, you know, all, all of that stuff. So you go, okay, I'm going to still build out my machine. Awesome, cool, that's fine. But in the process, you should still you know, keep trying things because if you keep trying those things, 
you will eventually find something you really like and you'll be really, really good at. The truth is when it comes down to money, when you do something you're passionate about, I've said this before, you do something you're passionate about, you're going to make more money than you've ever made before from working a job you didn't really like. And I know that for a fact because you know I'm living and breathing that. I know other people who've also done that and it's so inspiring to see that you took that chance. I always think about, you know, when my kids, you know, grow up, when I have kids and they grow up and, you know, I have a conversation with them and they go, dad, what did you really want to do? And be like, oh, well, I tried this, I tried this, I tried this and this is what I really wanted to do and that's why I'm doing it right now. That's inspiring. That's setting an example for my kids to go, oh, wow, okay, you followed through with your dreams. That's why we look up to actors and athletes because they followed through on their dreams. That's just something that I think about. So, Going on from there is educating and leveraging, okay? Now, I sound like a broken record when it comes to this, but investing in yourself is underrated, okay? I'm not talking about, oh, look, I'm going to go read a book and, you know, read one book this month and one book next month. No, 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 okay? You need to take a systematic approach to this. You need to have a bit of a plan because if you don't go through these practical steps and, you know, when I bring it all together in the next couple, you're going to realize that each part plays a big part in a bigger picture, okay? These small things become big things and that's when you can really make some difference around growth and personal development. So, when I'm looking at educating and leveraging, you know, other people's experiences, have a listen to their podcast, read their books, what's their journey been like? And yes, of course, there's part that's filtered, right? When they write a book, they send it to an editor, someone else is ghostwriting for them. I get it. However, that is more productive because you're learning from someone who you don't know personally and it gives you a different perspective on life. So, you start either learning from them or you you get super grateful for what you actually have. Now, think about this, right? Most people go out there and start investing and they go, hey, Ravi, you know, I'm making $80,000 a year or I'm making $120,000 a year and now I want to start investing and they happen to be able to invest 500 bucks a month, right? So, they're starting to grow whether it's ETFs, crypto, whatever it is. The asset is not so important here. What What's important is the focus of 500 bucks a month to get them to hopefully to get to financial freedom. Like, let's just put that into context. You put $500 a month, right, into say something like an ETF that grows at say 10% average returns every year, compounds monthly for 20 years and you keep putting in 500 every single month, you'll end up in 20 years time with about $420,000. Now, is that financial freedom? No, the hell it's not because inflation will probably kill half of it anyway. But at the same time, $420,000, depending on where you live, doesn't mean much. Instead, using that money in the first year, right, which would be $500 every single month, which would be $6,000, you use that and go and invest in yourself. So, seminars, online courses, listening to the right people through podcasts, leveraging their experiences through YouTube videos and really engaging with that to go, I need to upgrade my skills and I need to upgrade my mentality. When my attitude changes and I do that for a year, I guarantee you after 12 months, you'll be saving a lot more or investing a lot more than 500 bucks a month because when you figure out that process of investing in yourself, you're now going, I'm sharpening up my tools, right? Instead of you going and putting in that money elsewhere, put it into yourself. This is why, you know, growing your own business, growing your own brand, growing your own audience. This is why it's important because if you start getting sharp here, this controls the whole thing. The way I see it is you're building out a machine, right? This machine will give you financial freedom, happiness, whatever else, right? You are the oil. 
if you put the best type, the purest form of oil in this machine, the machine runs even better than ever before. It runs at a further pace, quicker, and it's going to build a lot quicker as well. But instead, we're going, oh, we need to concentrate on the hardware of the machine or the software of the machine. And so you go in and you're putting your 500 bucks that you can afford to put in, you put it into the, into the machine. Now, that's a lot better than doing nothing with it. But I think, and, and it's worked for me, is I've put a lot of money and time into me educating myself, getting this sharp. Because once this is going... The 500 bucks a month will turn into 1000 turn into 1500 $2,500, $3,000, and then we're talking about life-changing money. We're talking about, hey, if I can put in three to $5,000 a month into the machine, the machine's going to propel, right? Compound growth is going to be on another level. And if you start investing three to $5,000 a month, which is possible if I was to invest in myself, rather than going 500 this year, then probably next year, I could probably push it with an, you know, a new promotion for 600 bucks a month. That's not going to get you anywhere. And that's why using that sort of money, I would much rather be investing it in myself. And as much as the haters want to come out now and go, oh, this sounds like an advert, he's selling something. At the end of the day, yeah, I am, right? When you go through in the links in the description below, you have a couple of options. Strategy sessions, which get booked out about six to seven weeks in advance. You've got Patreon, which is what I'm saying is blowing my mind how you guys don't see the value here or undervalued how this is. And I know that people in the group now are just cheering that there's a smaller group of people around and they know it's going to grow and it's growing. But it blows my mind how people aren't taking advantage of that because if I had the chance to go, oh, well, this is the person that's gone out and done what I'm wanting to do and I get access to them on a daily basis, I'm taking that option, right? Because that extra money that I put towards my you know, own learnings, my own sharpening of tools is going to pay off dividends 10, 15, 20x in like the next couple of years. That's how I've done it, right? And I'm just sharing with you my experience of how, you know, you can achieve it as well. So next is auditing yourself. I for a 100% certainty know that you have an extra hour or two every single day. I know that for a fact. Uh, I spend, you know, probably a, a good ratio of my time on my phone you know, I would say is about 80% is work related and 20% is just mucking around. And I know I spend about four hours a day on my phone. Knowing that and seeing how much content certain people are sharing on here that they don't have a business attached to it, they don't um, have anything really attached to it, but they're the same ones that come out and say, well, well, what good shows are on Netflix, I'm bored. But then I have a strategy session with that person in like say two weeks time and they're like, oh, I really want to make changes, I don't know how. Audit yourself. That's such a powerful tool. Literally go onto Excel, create time hour by hour, right? Download that, print it out and fill it out every single day and see what you do and how much time you still have. Everyone's got the extra hour, right? I know people that have kids that are single parents and they've had strategy sessions with me where I've sat there with them and I said, okay, well, what are you doing to educate yourself? They're like, oh, okay, well, when I put my kids to sleep, I spend about an hour to two hours learning. If they can do it, you have no excuses, right? So I know if you have that time, just putting that extra time, that extra email, that extra personality quiz online to figure out what you like is going to pay huge dividends later on. And this is where we're going straight into investing, right? And, and of course, you hear, you know, I invest and I share that with how we can invest together at the best rates and all that stuff, right? I talk about all that. But we need to have more of an accountability around this. Investing in our minds is the biggest thing we can invest in. It's our biggest asset, right? Apart from time. And so 
how much will it cost you to not watch that next episode of Netflix, right? Or whatever show you're watching, whether it's another video on YouTube, whether it's another fantasy book, it doesn't matter. What is the cost of that? I can tell you now, one extra hour today is a lot better than zero, right? So one is always better than zero. So if you continue to just plug away and you do an extra hour here, an extra hour there, you know, you're making time to go to the gym, that everyone was going to the gym, right? When lockdowns went around. So you have an extra hour a day because you can't go to the gym now. Now you may work out at home, extra half an hour. But the tr- I guess you know what point I'm trying to make here is that you have the time. So when people say I'm bored or when they say I'm not happy with my life but I can't do anything about it, I have zero to no empathy for those people. That's the fact because there's options and there's always options and you've got to be true to yourself. So auditing yourself I think is one of those things that I probably did a couple of years ago and I was shocked. Because I thought I was busy. I'm like, oh yeah, you know, I can't do that. I can't meet that person. I can't make that phone call because I'm busy. And then I started auditing myself and I realized how many times I picked up the phone to do nothing, to scroll. And then how many times I was actually spending on the phone having unproductive conversations with people. How many times I was actually thinking I was busy or making it sound like I was busy, but I wasn't optimizing that time. And now I've got it really tight right? I probably work less hours than most people, right? But I've got it really tight where it's very, very optimized and very deliberate. And the reason I could do that was because I audited myself. So when we're looking at the next part of this and auditing yourself, bringing it all together, this is my biggest one. Please, please, please have a journal and write in it. Now, I'm not saying write daily, do whatever feels natural to you. But for me, I, I try and do one every couple of weeks. And depending on what topic it is, I'll do it more frequently than others. I like to have different topics for when I talk about, say, first you know, week of the month, I'll, I'll do a journal just on my business. First week of the month, I'll probably do one for you know my fitness and whatever else, right? So different parts of my life, I have different folders on my laptop. So when you have a journal for yourself, it changes everything because there's no one else that can motivate you as best as you can for yourself. And you're just trying to be a better version of yourself from yesterday. It doesn't matter what Ravi's doing. It doesn't matter what so-and-so is doing on YouTube. It doesn't matter what so-and-so is doing down the street. It doesn't matter. Your goals are different to that person. Your upbringing is different to that person. Your situation is unique to yourself. That's not to say that someone hasn't gone through something like you and been able to achieve X, Y, and Z. That's not the point. The point here is that you have a different context around you. So if you spend that time and go, I'm going to get myself educated by writing in my journal and I'm going to commit to this. When you commit to this and you get used to this whole method of doing it over and over and over again, you start figuring out what you like, what you don't like. There are so many people out there that say, oh, well, it's easy for you to say, Ravi, you've already figured out what you like. Uh, No, it wasn't easy because I went through it for about six years trying to figure out what I do like, what I don't like. Then when I did figure that out, I was like, well, can I make enough money from it? And then when I did figure that out, I was like, is this going to bring me fulfillment, (laughs) right? So I had to pass all these checks and I feel like now I'm in that zone, but I put in the hard yards to do that. I put in the time to write stupid emails to myself because that's how I used to do the journaling before. I used to email myself and be like, oh yeah, you know, I feel this, I feel that. I felt like an idiot, right? It feels unnatural. Now, it feels so natural to do it and it gives me so much energy. So rather than me going out there and sharing it on social media, if I'm frustrated about something, I'm writing that down and going, okay, cool, I've got it off my chest. I can think more clearly now and I can keep optimizing what I'm doing, make it seamless and optimize the whole process. So, When you're having a really shit day, 
right? Write about it. There are so many people, and I know you might be one of them. There are so many people that sit there and say, Ravi, I'm pretty happy with the job I do. I really love it. It's awesome. I'm going to continue doing it. Why do I need to build out a portfolio? Why do I need to retire? I feel like I'm doing the best thing ever. Awesome. If you are, awesome. If you're true to yourself and that is the case, great. When you start journaling, you start realizing that there are moments there that you aren't so happy. There are moments there that you've had a really shit day, write about it. Because there's going to come a time when you have to pivot your business or you have to pivot the career that you're in or the job you're in or the place you live in, right? You got to pivot for whatever reason because life's ever changing and you need to adapt. And when that time comes and you're going to go, well, things have been pretty good, you need to go back to the journal, right? It's not just about journaling for your career, for money, for whatever else you do. It's even for your relationships. It's such a healthy way to get that process underway, right? And I know that I've spoken about this before on the channel, but growth and personal development is by far the most important thing you need to start focusing on with self-awareness and everything we've spoken about in this you know, episode to bring it all together. And you do this consistently for a period of three, four, five, six years, it becomes you know everyday life and you start thinking differently. I think the steps that I've shown here, 99% of people won't do, right? You can be the 1% and I'm telling you now, it's only the 1% that actually do these things that get them the 1% results. I feel like I've been doing this for four to six years trying to really figure out what I want, how do I want it? And the truth is, you figure this part out, the rest starts working itself out because you put enough out in the universe to make yourself be in this position to be able to achieve this. The rest, the universe helps you as well. So I hope you really have enjoyed this you know, episode. It's a bit different to you know the traditional, I'm going to teach you what interest-only loans are and you know what Bitcoin is and things like that. But I think investing in your mindset, investing in yourself and just sharpening up your tools is going to bring you so much better results long-term and this is why I share content like this on YouTube, on podcasts, but I also go beyond that and say, look, you know what? If you're really serious about this, right? You want to really commit to this? Well, I'm going to create a different platform where I can share so much more, right? There's There's been less videos over the last month or so. There's been less content on YouTube because I've been sharing more stuff through other means, mainly through Patreon. But then there's also like, you know, the emails that I'm getting back to, giving more details around it, doing more strategy sessions so that I can help at a more detailed level personal level and I think that is bringing more value to those people involved and they know who they are. I know who you are. Thank you so much for the support and I'm glad that you are getting the results of just being in these groups for, you know, a month, a couple of weeks, right? And so this is really egging me on. It gives me so much oxygen to keep going and to keep bringing you guys value. Always be learning but start actioning what you are learning and if you want to take this seriously, there are ways to take it. There's stuff that I offer, but then there's others that offer other things as well. And so just really be deliberate and optimize the time that you have because we are living through the greatest time ever. And I don't say that lightly because it depends on what side you end up on. In the next couple of years, you either end up on the right side or the not so right side, the wrong side. And I hope a large portion of you watching or listening to this are going to end up on the right side. So if you want, there's a link in the description below to my website, strategy sessions, also Patreon and the online course. Definitely go check those things out and subscribe. Go watch the other videos. Go listen to the other episodes. If you're really geared up to actually make this happen and, you know, smash it out there, then that's definitely, you know, something I can help you with. I'll catch you guys in the next video. Thanks, guys.